Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. Cool. Yeah, radical worship. I love that. That was very cool. Uh, we're going to be teaching on a portion of the Lord's Prayer tonight. It's called the Declaration of Dependence. See what I did there? Because I'm creative. You know what I'm saying? The Because de- we are depending on God for everything that he wants us to do. Um, I'm not a fan of jazz music. Is anyone in here a fan of jazz? Okay. Okay. Who does not like jazz? Okay, I, I, can re- I, can, I can dig on that. Okay, cool. I don't love jazz. Maybe I'm just, I don't think I'm smart enough to understand jazz. But you know what? Uh, did Jesus give us a model for prayer? Did he give us a model for prayer, everybody? Yes, he did. Do you know what it was called? The Lord's Prayer. How creative, huh, Hannah? Right, very unique, right? It was called the Lord's Prayer. I think that sometimes, does anyone know the Lord's Prayer? Do you want to come up and say it? Or just tell us the first part. Thy king come, thy will be done. Okay, right, you know, you bonus points. You were in Awanas. We, we already know Autumn is good. Cool. So, so I think that it's easy for us to take that prayer model that Jesus gave us and just kind of make it a, like this, this formula. I say it, I recite it, checked it off the list. We move on, right? But that's certainly not what, it is, what, what we do. I've been praying the Lord's Prayer as my prayer guide for years now because it just really helps me right? But I don't just recite it and check it off. Sometimes, man, I, it takes me forever to get through it because as I'm praying through it, like jazz music, right? There, there is a progression. There are chords. There are verses. There is a melody, right? But sometimes, man, if the trumpet player, if he wants to go over here, man, he starts tearing it up and doing his own thing. Or sometimes the percussionist will just start going in this, in this own rhythm over here, right? Or sometimes the piano player will just like take over, Right? So the Holy Spirit is our leader in that. It's kind of like jazz music, the Lord's Prayer, of like, yeah, we have this model, but man, we can go off course where the Holy Spirit wants. Right? So, so man, we're going to be learning about this portion of the Lord's Prayer. So the first part, like some of us said, is God said, and you can put the first slide up on the screen, is, man, we're learning about God's honor, saying, hallowed be the name. Right? Saying, God, make me reverent for you. Use me to make your name great. Right? And then we talk about God's kingdom, right? bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. And what does that mean? I mean, when, in that, when I get to that part, I just pray, God, I want the earth to look like your kingdom. But that starts with me, God. You have to rule over my life. You have to reign over my life first in order for me to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And we're going to focus on verse 11 where it says, Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive as we have forgiven our debtors. So we're going to learn about God's provision and God's forgiveness as well. Now, so we're looking at this verses on bread. What does culture in America in 2022 tell you about bread? Carbs, which, which how do we feel about carbs? We love them, but we shouldn't eat them, right? I mean, like we need some carbs, but I think that we get a lot of carbs, right? You know what I'm saying? So uh, did anyone like make diet promises of themselves, like about their diet? Because I do that a lot, right? So... Uh, I, can I tell you one of my diet promises? I say no bread, right? We're talking about bread tonight. I say no bread, but you know what? Meats are cool. Like chicken's good. Steak is great, right? I can eat all, all the meat I want. And you know what? Fruits and veggies and water only. I don't make it with that promise because it's not that hard. I don't make it three hours to the next meal, 
right? I lie to myself about this diet. Has anyone made that like, like bread promise diet ever? Is that just me? No? Okay. Never happens. I need to start, uh, stop lying to myself because it's not a healthy thing. So, so why, man, is Jesus, is he talking about bread? The next and the first point I want you to see us on the screen is when he says, give us today our daily bread is because God, your father, he doesn't want to just be there for you at your high school graduation, which is coming for you guys, right? So soon, so soon for you guys, right? That's beautiful. He doesn't want to just be there for you at your first job interview you had, Noah, at Chick-fil-A, right? I'm sure you prayed before that, right? I mean, I remember before my interviews, I would be praying, praying, praying. He doesn't want to just pray, because I know you guys are like on your hands and knees saying, God, I got this test tomorrow. It's an exam, and I have not studied, God. I need you to miraculously just let me flip the page. Okay, got that page right. You guys are praying in those moments. I think God is even blessing you in those moments somehow, right? right? We, we, we shouldn't do that. But yeah, man, and there's times when you have friends who are sick, right? When, when man, we have lost people we love. Or like, man, we're going through hard times at home where we're really praying, and what's beautiful is, man, in those hard, tough, in heavy moments, I actually do feel the love and presence of God in my life in those moments. But man, what this point is teaching is when God says, give us today our daily bread, is God doesn't just want to share in those big moments, those majestic moments, right? This is a majestic moment right now of us sitting together on a Wednesday night when we worship God and we talked about being aware of the presence of God. That to me was a majestic moment. I love that right? But that's just for like an hour on a Wednesday night. What about when it's just me in my room, right? What is about when it's just me alone in my thoughts, being awoken in the night because I'm stressed and I'm anxious and my heart's racing. Like I'm waking up and, and, and like, I'm just like, I'm thinking about this conversation I had, or I'm thinking about this thing I have coming up, or, or, or this person looked down upon me and it made me not feel good about myself. God, yes, he's in the majestic moments, but he's also in the mundane as well even in the simple moments of us breaking bread and eating it. See, my son, um, man, you guys know I'm obsessed with my boy, right? Because I preach about him every week. And it's so cool because when you guys become parents, uh, and I believe you guys will become parents if that's God's calling on your life and that's what you want. And I believe you're, you're, you're going to be better than your parents. And I don't say that in a bad way. A good parent should want that for you. Right? That's what this torch is all about that's on my forearm, right? is that, that you guys are going to take what you got from your parents, and you're going to learn from their successes, and you're also going to learn from their failures, and you're going to even go farther than they did. Right? You're going to stand on their shoulders for better or for worse. Right? And man, that's going to be true of even my son with Spencer, and that has been true as I follow after God. I'm doing better than my dad did, and my dad wants that for me. Right? And so I'm in my car with Spencer. This was about uh, today's Wednesday. This was probably on Monday. And I was waiting for Brianna to get home from work. And me and Spencer, he just like, he's learning to talk. And he'll just go like, Dad, Dad, ice cream? And I'm like, Mom's not home. Let's definitely go get ice cream together. Right? So we go and get ice cream. And it's like an hour before bed. Not a good idea at all. So we go to Chick-fil-A because they got, they got good ice cream. You know? And if the price is right, it's a good deal. So we're going to Chick-fil-A to get ice cream. And like, I have, I have a CD player, right? I'm a millennial. I grew up in the 90s, right? And I still use it, right? I love CDs. And, and I got my CD player going. And, and I don't do this a lot for Spencer, but like I said, he had my iPad. I don't let him use screen time a lot, right? So, but he was using it. I'm like, you get Cocomelon because you're sick and we're getting ice cream, old buddy, right? So uh, he was doing his thing and I was doing mine. You know what that was? It wasn't a majestic moment. It's a pretty mundane moment. Because, like, Spencer's two and he can't talk very much. The best he's got for me is dad ice cream, 
right? But you know what? Because I love him and he's my son, I don't want to miss out on the mundane moments. I don't want to miss out on the drive. So, and, and this is dangerous. I don't even, with, with my rear view mirror, I have it pointed at him the whole time. Everyone say, ah, shucks, ah. Yeah, I love him, right? So I'm not even seeing what's going on behind me. I'm just like looking at him like, oh, he's cute, you know? So I don't see what's behind me. And when I'm looking at him, I'm not seeing what's in front of me either, right? But like, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, look at that cute little guy. He's just like looking around being a baby. Like, this guy's awesome, right? So he can't talk, but he likes to like speak gibberish to me. So I'm like, like just talking to him. And he's just like saying a bunch of nonsense back to me. And it was a mundane moment, but it was a beautiful moment because we were sharing it together, right? See, it says in the word of God, I want you to pray without ceasing, not just in the majestic times, but also in the mundane times as well. Your father, he wants to spend time with you. So let's look at the context a little bit. I mean, if we're just reading this like uh, a text written today in 2022, it's not going to have a lot of power. But when we learn in the context, when the hearers of this word, when they're saying that God wants to basically have bread with me and break bread with me, meaning we're going to have a meal together. What that ultimately means is that this is the deep union and symbol of friendship, right? The offense of Jesus Christ so often by the Pharisees was this, is that he meets with tax collectors and he even eats with them also. Meaning you associate with people like that. It was a big deal for them to be doing this, but it is saying that this is a symbol of deep union and friendship. Jesus wants deep union and friendship with you. He wants intimacy. He wants relationship. So talk to me about an influencer, right? Now, I'm not talking about like some cheesy YouTube like nerd or something like that, right? Like, like talk about somebody who has real influence in the world, who blasts rockets off at Cape Canaveral. John Green? I don't know John Green. I'm looking for a SpaceX. Elon. Is John Green awesome, though? Okay. Okay, sick. So he's an important dude. He's having influence. Cool. And then Elon Musk. Who else? People of this nature. He has influence on me. That's fair. I love Kanye. I'm down for that with Kanye, right? What else? Who is it? The Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool example, Jay. What? Did you say fries? Okay. Oh, nice, nice. I thought you were like, fries. I was like, well, me, me too. Where from? Okay, all right, cool. Right on, right on. Yeah, so when we're looking for people, right, I, 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 think, I think that sometimes, have you guys ever heard of this guy named Jordan Peterson? Right? I like Jordan Peterson, okay? And, and I think he might be a low-key Christian or something like that, right? He's having a lot of influence in the world. He wrote a really popular book called 12 Rules for Life. Right, Jeff Bezos having a lot of influence, right? Um, yeah, we talked about Elon Musk, right? And, and people looking at these people that are, and, and like Joe Rogan too, right? I mean, they're they're looking at these people with all the influence. I mean, I mean, and people wonder how can I have influence like that? How can I have reach like that? But as a Christian, the true influence that we want, if we want to be great leaders, the only way that we're going to discover and unpack that blueprint is when we have intimacy with God. Now, if you guys want to have influence, if you want to be a teacher, and I need help, I need student teachers right now. I need you to come help me teach right now, okay? We, we need you here on the worship team. Connor is graduating soon. Kirsten's graduating soon, right? We need help in production, right? And we want you to do that. But it's not just a role to fill, right? We actually need you to anoint it in the Holy Spirit as you do that thing because we want you to have influence. But the only way that that is going to happen 
is with intimacy with God. And if we're not praying, if we're not saying, God, I want to experience you even in the mundane moments, of course, as well as the majestic ones as well, then we're not going to have that impact or that influence. God wants intimacy with you. He is your provider. It says that Abraham went to an undisclosed, undisclosed location to sacrifice his only son, only to have God stop him at the last moment. Then Abraham saw a ram and caught it in the thorny bushes, sacrificed it, and called the place Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide, right? See, see, Abraham was tasked with something that was nearly impossible. He was going to sacrifice, just like God ultimately did, his one and only son Isaac. But instead, God provided a ram to present this ram as an offering so he didn't have to sacrifice his son. And Abraham, a great man of faith, the father of our faith, believed this to be true, and God did come through. God was his Jehovah Jireh. That means that that was God's, uh, he was God's provider, right? God provided for him, right? See, when we're looking about give us today our daily bread, that's saying, God, I know where every good thing comes from. It says in Corinthians that we can't claim anything as our own, that every good and perfect gift that comes from God, even our name ultimately was given to us right? So when we say give us today our daily bread, we know that God, you are the Jehovah Jireh. You are the provider. Hagar, a woman who is sent off and, and, and is cast out of Abraham and Sarah's home, she's off and she's alone and they don't have food or water and she has a baby with her and God comes and provides water to her. And again, she says the God who sees, it's another way of saying Jehovah Jireh. And so when Hagar would say this, she is basically saying that, God, you see me and you also perceive what I need. You perceive me and you know what I am going through, God. See, God isn't just trying to just, just give you something and send you on your way, right? Like, does anyone, like, I have this, um, this green book, right, that all my tasks I have to do, I write them in this book, and either cross it out or I check it off. Does anyone have anything like this? Right? Okay, that could be something. Like you could view your relationship with God. As I ask him for it, he gives it to me, we check it off when we move on. Or it could be a case with Spencer and his medicine. Right? See, you're not this, this, this list that needs to be checked when you go to God. And that's not a list you check with him either. No, God sees you and he knows what you're going through. And he's going to provide that for you. It says in God's word that he's given us everything we need for a godly life. Man, my son, here it is again. Man, he's sick right now. Man, and when he hurts, I hurt. And so, so man, I see him and, and, and I don't want him suffering like that. I don't want him to have a temperature. And so I'm like, bro, here's some medicine, right? Here's some grape ibuprofen and it's gonna make you feel better, you know? See, you're not this, this thing that needs to get checked off from God. No, he sees you. Man, he is your Jehovah Jireh, right? Think of us, if we were like going through a line in these really hard times and I was this distributor of food and the only food we have left was bread and you guys have to line up and then receive bread, right? So imagine that, right? So like, just think about that for a second, right? I don't just hand you a loaf of bread and say, go on. No, God desires intimacy with us. He wants quality time with us, right? He wants to be in our presence. When it's saying, God, give us his bread, it's saying, man, I want to share in this with you. I want to be there with you. So why bread? Again, the second point is God is our provider. He gives us what we need, and we cannot forget him. 
When the Israelites were going through the desert, it says in Exodus 16, 4, the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions, right? So God's testing the people. We're praying this prayer. Give us today our daily bread. In this story, there was a beautiful example of how God, every day he would provide them with the food that they needed, right? But what did the people do? Sometimes they would go out and they would hoard the food. They would take too much, right? And God said, one day, I want you to store up enough food for the next day so you don't have to work that day, right? But you know what? They're like, look, we're gonna go out and get food on the day we're supposed to rest anyways, right? They would be selfish with it. This prayer saying, give us today our daily bread is basically what Jesus is saying is like, you got enough worries for today. There's important things in your life today. I need you to focus and be in the moment with me today. It says in Deuteronomy, it says, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Verse three, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach that people do not live by what? By bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the word of God is what nourishes us. When you became children of God, you became eternal creatures. We're all eternal creatures, but now we're eternal children of God. So if we're eternal beings, we need an eternal diet to be satisfied. The things of this world will not satisfy you. That's why it says in that last verse there, man, we live off the words that come from God. See, it's good for us to live day by day because otherwise I think we'll be shallow only thinking about the physical. We're spiritual beings, not just physical beings. Also, you can look at this next text with me more on the screen. It's saying, man, why would God just give them enough food for that day, right? So they, the Israelites, so we're talking about Old Testament, right, right now. And they are going through the desert and they're going through it for a long period of time. But where are they headed? It starts with a P, the what land? They're going to a promised land. There's a promised land for me and you as well. It's one day in heaven and then again in the new heavens and in the new earth, right? But we're not in the promised land yet. We're going through a desert ourselves and we're in it right now, right? Yes, we have the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. Yes, we have access to God through Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. But this world is not our home. Right now, it's still a wasteland and Satan is still terrorizing people and we're the ones who are called to do something about it, right? But if we stop uh, forgetting that there's people that need us today, that need help today, we are gonna miss out. It's not time for us to give up yet. We need to focus on what God has in front of us today. Look at this next verse with me on the screen and we'll close with this. It says, I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and you follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down with them, you will certainly be destroyed. What's your purpose? Can you talk to me for a second? What's our purpose as Christians? That's right, I like that, Michael. No God, make him known. What else? What's another way to say that? Love God and what? Love people. That's right. Right? I mean, I love the way Piper says it. He says, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him, right? And that is a beautiful thing. But if we start getting our set ahead of ourselves, we will forget what we're here for and we'll forget where we're going and we'll start worshiping other things that don't really matter that will turn us away from God. 
I remember there was this time. Uh, can I tell an Oleanomatic story to you real quick? Yeah? Okay, cool. Do you guys know uh, that in 2009, the Magic were actually good? That was the last time they were good. It was 13 long years ago, right? Yeah, facts, right? And uh, yeah, 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 Dwight Howard was on the team. That's right. And I was in college, and um, uh, they were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, I remember. This was playoffs. And uh, there was about 15 seconds left on the clock, right? And uh, the ball was passed into this radical dude named Hito Turgolo, right? Everyone say Hito. That's what we would all say in the stadium at the time. Hito, right? And so Hito, he could shoot the three ball, right? And they threw the ball into Hito, right? There's about 15 seconds left. And he runs the clock down all the way to one second. And he makes the shot. The game was tied 95 to 95, okay? We're up by two, 97-95, right? I remember, man, I was so stoked. You guys know I kind of worship the magic a little bit, right? Right? So I literally, I was with all my buddies who were watching the game. I tore my shirt in two. I was like, Wah! and it ripped right down the middle, right? And when I did that, like I had this really cool necklace I liked, it also broke. And I was like, wow, right? I, and I'm like cheering, right? And I was at my friend's house and they had a swimming pool. And I went and I did a cannonball and I jumped in their swimming pool. I'm just doing laps, like thinking it's game over. We're going to the championship, right? And then like, they're like, Jackson, come back in, come back in. They're going to pass it in because there was still one second left on the clock, right? And I remember the parents were like, you have to stay outside. You're soaking wet. So I'm just like, walk, like looking through the pool window at this point. It's one second left. They threw the ball to LeBron and he just catches it, turns around, shoots it. Three ball, they win. Magic loose, right? And I'm just out there soaking wet, looking like an imbecile without a shirt. I had to drive home with no shirt, right? right? It was like a horrible deal, right? See, look at this. God's lesson for us when he says, give us today this daily bread, right? Man, Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. He says, seek first me and my kingdom. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own, right? But if you seek me first in my kingdom, all these things will be added unto you, right? But if you forget that I'm your Jehovah Jireh, if you forget that I'm the provider, When it says, give us today our daily bread, God, I know where every good thing comes from. It comes from you. So I'm going to live in gratitude to you, Father God. If you forget that, you will start bowing down and worshiping other gods. That's true today. So that's why we must seek to not just experience God in majestic moments, but the mundane ones as well. Let me pray for you. God, I love you, Lord. Thank you for these students. Be over groups. Thank you for them just uh, loving you and seeking you and growing in you. God, it's your name I pray. Amen. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.